Join us for this episode of Nature Centered, a podcast from Wild Birds Unlimited about feeding the birds and enjoying nature right in your own backyard. Here are your hosts, John Schaust and Brian Cunningham. Hi everyone, I'm John Schaust. And I am Brian Cunningham. And welcome to episode 75. Unbelievable, eh, Brian? 75 podcast. Woo! It's fantastic. Woo! <laughs> Diamond anniversary, right? Yeah, unbelievable. And what a great topic we have. Perfect topic for our 75th podcast, and that's woodpeckers. My gosh, woodpeckers are so cool. Wonderful woodpeckers is what we're going to you know, focus on today. Oh, yeah. And, you know, diamonds, 75th episode. Wonderful woodpeckers. What do diamonds and woodpeckers have in common? We'll bring that together a little bit. Stick around for the fun, everybody. Okay, Brian, like we said, 75th episode. Who would have thought when we started this a couple years ago that we'd still be doing it on the 75th episode? Pretty darn cool. I've, we've, we've had a lot of fun doing this. Oh, we have. And we've had a lot of great reviews from listeners and people keep tuning in. So we're glad to just keep it rolling and yeah, exactly. just talk the joy of birds. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, as long as, long as people are enjoying what we're doing, we'll, we'll keep hanging in there. So it's all your fault, listeners. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And definitely we love to hear from you. So put those reviews wherever you're yeah. listening. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, we love to hear from everybody. Uh, but talking wonderful woodpeckers, yeah, it is what a fantastic time of year mm-hmm. to be attracting woodpeckers to your yard. These wondrous beauties. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are just plain black and white, but just beautiful oh, yeah, but birds in many you, respects. I'm sorry, you show me a flicker, and that's that is a gorgeous oh. bird. You get a good look at a, a northern, uh, you know, red shafted, yellow shafted flicker, and they are just spectacular. I think they're one right. of those birds that people kind of look past until you really focus on that bird and look at that bird. It knocks your socks off. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. we were talking. We were talking earlier the the activity in our yards uh, this time of year with all the youngsters coming to the feeders. Uh, you yes. know, I was watching. I literally, I've got some bark butter on a tree, and last evening, just before they all head off to roost somewhere, mom and two youngsters came to that bark butter uh, on the tree, and that was so fun to watch. Three pileated woodpeckers on a tree at the same time, all you know, jockeying for position to get to the bark butter. That was pretty darn cool. Oh, that is cool. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were, uh, my daughter and I were paddling uh, on a river nearby, uh, actually, um, for Father's Day recently. And being able to hear you talking about the pileated woodpecker, uh, we were listening to different birds and, and we're talking about, well, which bird is that? And she's practicing listen, you know, listening and IDing by ear. And we heard this really interesting kind of a, a whoop, 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 whoop kind of a call. And it was a pileated woodpecker yeah. just doing that little contact call. Uh, and she's like, what is that? And I'm, my eyes are lighting up. And I'm like, that's, that's so cool. You get to hear a pileated woodpecker, just this quiet little private conversation. Oh, call. yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing that's been cool. Because these have been a pretty constant presence in my backyard ever since they fledged. 
and that little they're almost a whimpering yes. the juveniles almost have a whimper that that you know they're they're wanting to be fed and you just hear it in your backyard it's it's you know it, it's just you know they're looking to be fed where's mom i'm hungry come feed me you know it's right? it, it's cool to listen to <laughs> but it's almost well, it is it's all, it's almost like you know maybe i'm like describing it correctly but it's almost to me it just almost like a little whimpering that you'd hear like a a dog do or something you know it's, right. it's yeah well maybe that's us anthropomorphizing the <clears throat> sound of the call but yeah. hey if that helps us yeah. remember yeah. and connect yeah. to what's going on and, yeah. and who's doing it yeah same kind of concept but and you don't you don't hear it any other time of the year this is the right. this is the only time of the year that you're going to hear that that sound so that's pretty which, cool which is another reason you know we talked about in a last episode or two about the joy of summer feeding here's yeah, one of those yeah. joys where you get to not just see but listen and experience all this really cool stuff with what can be happening in your own backyard yeah very cool or while very you're cool. out paddling <laughs> well yeah exactly <laughs> but you know I, the, the woodpeckers you know again you and i could spend the next two hours and promise you folks we're not going to do that but we could probably spend the right. next two hours talking about all the amazing adaptations and and aspects of life the the natural history of woodpeckers they just are fascinating birds they are so well adapted you know i always tell a little story about you know back in the day i was youngster when jaws came out and you know everybody got crazy (laughs) about sharks and it's lasted ever since and everybody Mm -hmm. always talks about they're the most adapted you know the perfect animals for what they do they're an eating machine you know the whole nine yards you know, I I put woodpeckers right there as the number two. You know, they are so well adapted for the life they lead. Uh, it is just an amazing thing from, you know, the bill, the tongue, the tail feathers, the skin, the eyes, the nostrils, the whole nine yards. They're just full of adaptations to allow them to live the life that they, they do on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, just, just truly built to be tough, tough yeah. as diamonds, right? <laughs> You got it in there. You got it in there. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. But the beauty, too. I mean, Diamond's known for being tough and durable, but also beautiful, uh, desired. I mean, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't hear a lot of people, oh, I don't want woodpeckers in my yard. Uh, They'll be all over my house. And sometimes that does happen. Uh, But it's that's not a regular and common occurrence. It's you're, you can get them coming to the feeders on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about the beauty of them, but that toughness, man, you just think about when you think woodpecker, you think they are pounding on things. Right. And how tough they're built when you first think about that. Okay, so I think about that bill, and the bill is a nice chisel point bill. You think about carpentry and getting a chisel tool and being able to right. chisel at things. Right. Well, Man, it's almost like taking an axe to something, um, and amazing to watch how yeah. fast and how effectively they can hit a piece of wood, yeah. and create little holes or big holes, <laughs> and how how that bill never seems to wear out. Yeah, you think like an axe, you got to sharpen it. Yeah, or any tool, but it that the bill is designed, it can just keep sharpening itself as it goes, but replacing. Yeah, the the materials that bill material on the tip so it, it it's continually staying about the same length absolutely amazing how that works yeah you talk about big holes <laughs> <laughs> I, I have i have an old uh, uh, ash stump in my backyard the the tree you know victim to emerald ash borer probably oh gosh probably 15 years ago i had it taken down about 
probably 12, 13 years ago. And the stump, I left it up high. So I left it, you know, like five feet tall. And uh, Oh, that's that's perfect for, yeah, for yeah. attracting birds in your backyard, and it's safe. Exactly <laughs> no why No one's going to get hurt. Yep. Yeah, it's out of range of being able to, once it does fall down the rest of the way, it's not going to hit any fencing or my shed or anything like that. But it was just, I left it as tall as I could leave it and still be safe. And uh, over the years, the thing has just decayed and decayed and decayed and decayed. And the parade of animals that use that, the woodpeckers, the different, you know, squirrels getting on top of it, the, 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 the parade of insects that come in and out, the bark boring beetles and all this kind of stuff. It's just been a fascinating education for me because it's literally right outside my family room door, so the big sliding glass door, so I can watch it all the time every single day. Well, a couple of days ago, we had piloted with the youngster, the young male oh yeah and the parent male and the male adult came in and started pounding on that tree now it's really soft now there's not a whole lot of structure left and that you talk about a hole he had a foot deep hole in the side of that trunk in a matter of probably 10 minutes it was just he's just knocking big chunks out of the thing with that big old bill and then junior kind of figured it out and he starts pounding on the side of the tree where he's at and then dad starts feeding junior whatever he's finding inside the tree so that was very cool to watch but yeah you this was a foot deep hole in a matter of 10 minutes it was unbelievable that's phenomenal yeah Yeah. and then so you were telling me about that story previously and then it wasn't just the pilated but other woodpeckers showed up as well right that was what's cool about almost to me they were there for quite a while and and when they finally left it was it was an interesting to watch. I had a red belly come down and immediately explore the hole. Appears to be feeding on something that was in the hole. And then when it left, I had a hairy woodpecker come down and get in the same hole. So they're watching each other. There's, they knew what was going on, and they had to come and check it out. So, yeah, that pilot had kind of uh, helped the other two woodpeckers uh, find some additional food. That's, that's just so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a really fun thing to watch. Well... You think about, man, that woodpecker's making this huge hole, and we talked about the bill, but you think, you know, it's it's like a headbanging rock concert kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to think that that's going to do something to the head. But tell us, talk to us, John, a little bit about some of those adaptations of why a woodpecker's head is kind of as tough as diamonds. I mean, it's yeah, not no, getting hurt. just about is. Yeah, and, and scientists are still, you know, looking at different aspects. You know, we always talk about the skull uh, is made up of kind of spongy bones, and, and the theory is that it helps absorb some of the G-forces because the G-force, and I've seen, I've seen different numbers, but I think somewhere around 10 G, uh, 10 G-forces when that woodpecker hits that tree. And they do it literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times every single day. And to not sustain brain injury because of that is amazing. When you, you know, the, 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 a marathon runner runs at about 13 miles an hour. When that, the, the G-forces uh, of a woodpecker is hitting the tree at about 13 miles an hour. So it would be like a marathon runner running into a telephone pole head first you know they're not going to survive that more than likely and and most other birds wouldn't survive that kind of thing but the woodpecker has these these uh, different adaptations they've got a little cartilage between the bill and the and the skull that helps absorb impact they've got their brain you know we have a lot of brain fluid and when you know fighters in in the ring prize fighters uh, they get hit if they get hit in the front 
If they get a concussion, it's actually in the back of the head. It's on the back of the brain, not the front of the brain, because the brain sloshes backwards and hits the skull and, and sustains the concussion. Woodpecker's brains are really tightly packed inside that skull, so there's not a lot of movement. So they're not going to they're not going to impact the brain against the skull uh, very hard because there's not a lot of momentum that's being built up by any kind of a blow or hit. I could go on and on. They just have you know right. nostrils that are they're got little little uh, almost like little hairs, but they're actually still feathers, of course. But they're more uh, hair like that uh, bristly that they cover the nostrils so mm-hmm. wood chips don't get inside their nose they have a second eyelid over their eye so it's almost like goggles or safety glasses so that when they're pounding on on uh, trees they don't get all kinds of debris in their eyes so yeah you could just go on and on brian they're just amazing things yeah just adapted so well for tree life but but not every woodpecker lives in a tree i mean some actually <laughs> nest in cactus yeah yeah <laughs> which i have always found absolutely mind-boggling to think Ooh, yeah. you know cactus have that little protective thing called a spine and yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, and woodpeckers are able to to work around that and if you don't have enough trees you're gonna nest somewhere else so yeah. really cool you got uh gila woodpeckers and yeah and going back northern flicker just that beautiful woodpecker mm-hmm. they, they'll nest in cactus so yeah. Pretty cool. And what a All safe place to things. nest. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know too many predators are going to mess around claiming a, a saguaro cactus to get at a bird nest. <laughs> right. Good safe place. Yeah. Good yeah. parents. Watching yeah. out for the young ones. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, and again, just touching on some of the adaptations, it's, it's just, you know, one of the cool things to see if you if you start looking, you will notice they have different feet than most birds. Yeah, uh, in the sense that most birds have three toes forward and one toe back to grip onto things. Well, that doesn't work as well for a woodpecker as opposed to having two toes forward and two toes back to have total opposing grip, so they can really grab onto the bark. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, basically, if you look at a, you ever get a chance to look at the foot up close, look at the foot of a woodpecker. One of the front toes has literally just moved around where it's now on the back portion of the foot and is an opposing grip to the two that are in, in the front. So yeah. just things like that. Just go things on like and on stiff tail feathers. My gosh. Yes. It, you know, if you ever look at a woodpecker with those spiked tail feathers, it's like they kind of remind you of uh, uh, back in the old days, linemen used to climb telephone poles and they had spikes that they would strap mm-hmm. onto their legs and boots and they'd dig those spikes in the pole and then use a strap around the pole and they'd climb up the pole. And those spikes would dig into the wood. Well, the spikes on the woodpecker's tail do the same thing. They're a prop. They dig into the wood and counteract that 10G force when the woodpecker's feeding and keeps them from literally knocking themselves right off the tree. So, mm-hmm. as you well know, Brian, we could go on and yeah. on. <laughs> well, and it's really cool because summertime, as we then move into later in the summer, um, all those adult woodpeckers are going to start molting. And dropping their feathers and look for tail feathers mm-hmm. dropped in your mm-hmm. yard because it's just amazing yeah. to pick that up and feel that tail feather in the shaft is just so rigid yeah. compared yeah. to even other fa- uh, <clears throat> other feathers whether it's mm-hmm. yeah something else wing feathers you find yeah, different wing feathers a mm-hmm. lot and yeah lots of different adaptations but there are lots of different woodpeckers across North America. And 
Some actually are somewhat migratory or very migratory, while others stay put year-round, and you can attract them to your yard with all sorts of different foods. And we have our traditional suet foods. Yeah. You mentioned bark butter. Yeah. Fantastic food for the woodpeckers. But we have lots of others. Um, different kinds of foods. Some love nectar, just like hummingbirds yeah. and orioles do. Red belly. They, they have a sweet tooth. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some enjoy fruits as well. Yeah, the red belly's come to my oranges. Yep. Plenty of the southwest and western um, woodpeckers seem to enjoy fruits um a lot more of those species do seem to enjoy fruits more than some in the east, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Uh, maybe it's the sweetness and the moisture. I don't know. Uh, but we have a great book, The Joy of Bird Feeding, that uh, you can pick up. It has all the different woodpeckers in North America that are regularly visiting feeders or could. And it has all sorts of information about when are they in your area and what are the right foods to try to attract them. And get mm-hmm. them come in. And just thinking, we talked about summer. What a great time to be feeding the woodpeckers and be able to watch all these really cool behaviors. Um, yeah. Watch those juveniles, juveniles coming in um, and getting to hear all the different calls and listening to uh, how they sound and who's talking to whom and what are they trying to say. Yeah. And another wild thing to kind of think about as these birds are coming to and from your feeders Um couple of years ago, it was two years ago, uh, I decided I was going to try to really con- concentrate my bird banding on the woodpeckers that were coming to my feeders. Yeah. And over the course of about a month's time, I banded 24 different downy woodpeckers. 24 different downy woodpeckers. I had no clue. That's insane. That I had Who that knew? kind of numbers. I know coming into my suit, I I figured you know yeah I got you know a handful, twenty four Brian in about a month's time I banded, all you know obviously different individual twenty four different ones. So Couldn't lots of juveniles it. that were born that year, I would assume. A lot of more juveniles, no question, okay. no question. Before and they the all disperse out into yeah, territories. And, they, and yeah. then the other interesting thing is that even even with the twenty four, I would still see other downies on my feeders without bands on. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't wow. gotten them all even with doing 24. So I challenge people, really watch your feeders and, and see if you can, you know, get an idea or, you know, think about the yeah. fact that there could be a whole lot more birds coming to your feeders than you think there are. Which is a great time. Just really study. Who's showing up? Can you tell mm-hmm. differences in behaviors? All right. Well, that uh, kind of a wrap up on our wonderful woodpeckers for the day. And... Uh, I, uh, like I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here for the next hour and forty five minutes <laughs> and go into details, but if we've if we kind of tickled your interest, uh, as Brian said, the uh, joy of bird feeding is a great book, and there's some great information about woodpeckers there, and and you know start looking at, at the different woodpeckers and, and seeing what information you can find about them because they're really really fascinating birds. That is for sure. On behalf of Wild Birds Unlimited, we want to thank you for listening in today about wonderful woodpeckers. So please rate and review us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. So until our next visit, when we're going to actually talk about critter solutions, uh, a little problem solving with critter solutions. But until that time, Brian and I, as always, are going to continue to let nature be our guide. So please take care, be safe, and keep those feeders clean. Thanks for joining us, everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, 
For show notes or to find the Wild Birds Unlimited store near you, visit wbu.com podcast. And we really appreciate you telling your friends about Nature Centered. But until next time, we hope you find a moment every day to relax and enjoy the birds. Mm-hmm.